Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today on CMO Insights, we have Marilyn Cox, who is Vice President of Marketing and CRM for the Second City. So welcome to the show, Marilyn. Thank you. So uh, most people don't know this, but this is actually our second take. So we've been having a great conversation uh, throughout the afternoon. But uh, tell everyone what it's like to work at Second City, because that's a big career change for you. It is. Uh, it's a fascinating place. And uh, it's, as we were just talking, Jeff, it's one that I, I really questioned from a professional standpoint when I was offered the job, because my biggest concern was, uh, am I going to get away from the world of technology? And what I realized very, very quickly once I joined the company is that what they were looking to do is bring the world of technology into the entertainment space. So tell me but some of the things that you're doing there from um, what are you tasked with from a strategy standpoint? Yeah, I'd say the, the biggest undertaking that we're going through right now as an organization is to create a more holistic marketing strategy. So we have several different areas of the Second City business. We have our stages, which a lot of people are familiar with that we have in Chicago, Toronto, and LA. And then we also have training centers where we have tens of thousands of people that come through and take classes every year. And we have those in Toronto, Chicago, and LA. And then we also have the B2B arm of Second City. So we take the practices of improvisation into the workplace. And then we also have partnerships with organizations like Norwegian Cruise Lines. And to date, we've really functioned as uh, separate marketing entities when it's come to our approach and how we engage with our customers. And so what we've started to do over the last six months is take a more holistic approach and a more customer-centric approach to our marketing and really bringing all aspects of Second City together. So are you finding that you have to run marketing more like a business, even at an entertainment company like Second City? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes maybe more so because so much of what we do is highly transactional. So when you think about like the world of manufacturing where you're dealing with inventory, it's the same thing with Second City. Uh, we have an inventory that turns over every single day when it comes to our shows and uh, spaces within our classrooms. So there is a very uh, strong need to make sure that we have an understanding of uh, what type of marketing is required to generate the pipeline needed to create the conversion and ultimately the revenue uh, to have a successful business. So I, I would imagine the people that you have on your team are extremely creative, uh, being drawn to an improv environment. But so what? Uh, but what about other skills? You know, as you start moving towards a modern marketing, business-oriented culture. What skills are you finding that you need to either train in your current team or that you're looking for in new hires? Yeah, our team absolutely is extremely talented, both from a creative standpoint, um, but also where they come from and what their backgrounds are. So one of the things that I recognized fairly early on is that we functioned very much like product marketers, if you look at other you know, B2B models where everybody was responsible for their specific product. And because of that, they had 
to be an expert, not only in the product that they were marketing, but they also had to be experts in digital marketing and email marketing and social media. There was really no centralized strategy that was required. And this created, um, it created a challenge for our marketers because uh, the amount of expertise they were expected to have is sort of unrealistic. And so what we did is we put together a resource matrix and identified what skills we needed on our team, uh, what digital marketing skills did we need, what social media skills, what content marketing skills, and then sat down and looked at all of the resources that we have on our marketing staff right now and were able to map and recognize that the skill sets that we needed were there. They were embedded within this marketing organization. It's just we had them allocated uh, in a less effective manner. And so by adjusting roles and responsibilities and putting people in these more strategic roles, what that's allowing our organization and our marketers to do is have people that are experts in those product areas, but now they have a team of people to support their initiatives. So when they have a program launch, they have PR assistance, they have social media assistance, they have digital marketing, they have email marketing, they have this team of individuals to help make that a success. Interesting. So what, what are you doing on the process side? Are there, are there new processes you're implementing or working on to also improve scale and productivity? Yeah, uh, we're actually we're in the process of creating the process right now. Uh, and it can be uh, it can be tricky because one of the things that makes uh, the world of improvisation special and fun is that uh, it's it's not process oriented. So coming into a, an environment where people are very much uh, in the mindset of yes and and there are no bad ideas, uh, it is it's a sensitive area to come in and introduce process. But what I will say is that people do recognize the need for it because what you find very quickly is things can fall through the cracks. So uh, we've created, uh, we have a, a system that we use where people can submit project requests. We can get teams of ind individuals assigned to them. We do use project management tools to make sure that things are mapped. Uh, as we move forward with a project, we have checklists that we use. Um, and I will say, you know, the great thing is that this is a company that's been around 50 plus years. So how we do stuff is understood. It's just never really been documented. That's a lot of documentation then <laughs> for yeah, 50 years. Lots of documentation. <laughs> so what are you doing on the technology side? Because uh, your, your customers are, are fairly diverse, but you have a lot of data. But you, what are you doing to kind of put together your architecture? Yeah, and this is uh, admittedly my favorite thing. Uh, I love getting to play with this stuff. Uh, so we recently started uh, rolling out and launching a new customer experience technology program. And it consists of many different pieces. So everything from a backend system that we're going to use uh, the entire organization to our front end customer experience interactions. So ticket transactions, class registration, uh, everything that we're doing from a social media and email marketing standpoint, all the way through to really looking at the data and those analytics. And uh, we went through a three-month discovery uh, process to 
really identify what this program is. Uh, and most importantly for us, it was, we knew what we wanted to get on the back end. I mean, we know that we want to understand our customer. We know that we want to sell more and make more money. Uh, but like, why would a customer give us that information? And, and that's what we had to spend a lot of time identifying and that's where we ultimately landed on what this customer community program is going to be so that we understand the benefit for us but this really is meant to allow our customers to engage and be a part of that second city brand as much as they want to and a lot of times in ways that they didn't even know were available to them so your life cycle is a little bit interesting, right? Because someone can go to a show, uh, you can get involved with them on a corporate level. There's several different other programs. So from a marketing standpoint, how are you approaching customer engagement over the life cycle? Yeah, it is, it is a challenge because we live in a world where we are B2C and we're B2B and we are online and we are brick and mortar. And so understanding and capturing all of those touch points and tying them together is certainly a challenge. Uh, we definitely went through a channel audit and this was something that I've done for years and when I would work with other companies, I, I enjoyed doing, which was sitting down and really identifying where are all of those interactions. Uh, I did quite a bit of research as well um, uh, when I looked at Disney. So uh, specifically like the Disney Institute and how they approach the marketing that they do uh, and identifying who they should be engaging with at different points in time. And that's where we really started to come together on we need it. We have. We know what we're doing on the back end. We know what we're doing with the technology. We know how we can start tying together customer interactions, whether somebody's providing personal data or their professional data, by creating these communities where they can create profiles and they can interact with other people that have like interests and they can read content that's most relevant to them. That certainly answers the the technology and the online piece of it. But from a brick and mortar standpoint. Uh, how do we make sure that if you come to our box office and decide to buy a ticket to a show, that we can recognize the fact that you have come to every main stage show for 10 years, or that you've taken classes with us, or that your company has spent a decent amount of money working with us over the years, and making sure that we honor that relationship. And so it's a matter of, of certainly putting this technology in place, but enabling our customer facing staff to access that information, understand it and know how to use it. That's another really big undertaking that we're going through right now as we go through this process with the technology. So with all these different things that you're doing, what are you being held accountable for? <laughs> the dollars. The dollars. Uh, I had this conversation with a, a, a professional friend of mine where I said, for years, uh, we've always preached uh, the importance of tying marketing to ROI. Uh, but quite honestly, when it comes to compensation, uh, marketing for the most part has had kind of the luxury of looking at numbers, but their compensation isn't always directly tied to performance, revenue performance. And when I took this job, I really kind of put my money where my mouth is. And uh, you said, 
based on what we're trying to do as an organization, it really it really should be tied to performance. So I'm uh, I'm measured on the revenue that comes through the business, um, the revenue specifically tied to marketing activity, uh, what pipeline looks like, what conversion rates look like, and back to the business model we have where we have B2B and B2C and brick and mortar and online, it's really forced me to take a lot of time to understand what, how to define pipeline, because pipeline is different in certain areas of our business, how we value and weight pipeline is different, what type of conversion benchmarks we should have in place for these different parts of the company. It's all going to vary. There's no standard answer across all of Second City. And uh, so these are all things that while while it's challenging, it's also been kind of fun because that hasn't existed here yet. And so I've really had the luxury of doing my research, understanding the business, and then going to the executive team and making the recommendations. And uh, I'm fortunate enough that I work for a company that really, really uh, understands the value that marketing can bring to the business. So have they gotten you on stage yet? <laughs> um, I've had the chance to stand on the stage and look at out where the audience usually sits. Uh, and I've certainly taken improv classes because uh, it's important to understand what we do and really experience it. It's a, it's a challenging thing to sell because unless you experience it, it's, it's difficult to kind of conceptualize. Sure. Uh, but I have, no, I have no professional aspirations to perform on the main stages of Second City. <laughs> okay, so uh, in closing, what piece of advice would you give to other CMOs out there that are starting their transformation? Oh, I would say really embed yourself in all areas of the business. And uh, this has been a new insight for me. Uh, I've always understood marketing. I've always strived to understand sales. Uh, I had spent some time really focusing on operations. But there are so many other parts of the organization where people are interacting with customers that a lot of times we overlook. So um, not everybody has the business structure that we do. But when I'm in Chicago, I make sure that I spend uh, an evening working with our night staff, that I spend time shadowing our general manager, that I spend time uh, sitting there and watching as the box office staff interacts. Um, because these are people that are having those really important conversations with our customers that a lot of times I don't think I would have uh, been able to really understand had I not done that. Great advice. Thank you again for being on the show, and uh, I'm so happy for everything that you're doing over there. What a, what a great career move for you. So, yeah, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks again, Marilyn. Thanks. Bye-bye.